Who needs Josh Butler when you got Tom Curran? England have won the World Cup by the barest of margins. Oh, he's given it, he's got a wicket. Well, would you believe it? Strangled down the leg side. Cook is loving it. So welcome to the inaugural episode of the Court and Ball podcast. Today, I'm joined by the one and only Ben Vine. Hello. And the man with the best flipper in the whole of the West Midlands, Mr Adam Lovett. Hi, are you all right, Matt? Uh, I must inform listeners that Adam is also referred to as a salad. So when you hear that name, uh, we are talking to uh, Adam, not a random bowl of salad or something um, <laughs> that you'll <laughs> that you think you wouldn't catch me with a bowl of salad, Matt. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> oh, there you go. You're not, <laughs> not a salad fan. But uh, yeah, in this episode, we'll be reviewing all things second test after England went one up in uh, Chennai. Of course, there's a big, uh, it's going to be, it was a big game. Uh, to see how India could respond. Then we'll be moving on to a bit of a rant about the T10 League and finishing off with the new DRS game, which I'm sure you'll all look forward to listening. So I don't know if anyone's got any objections, but uh, I see no reason to uh, get into the podcast. So India, we're looking to respond from the first test defeat, where I think it's safe to say uh, England pulled off a relative shock uh, after winning so convincingly. Of course, Joe Root scored all those runs. And uh, I, personally, I was feeling uh, real optimistic the second test. I don't know how you guys were feeling. It was a real captain's performance to sort of put us on the front foot Very from Root. So. I think that gave all of the fans a lot of confidence going into the second test. Yeah, especially as to the sort of I say we we were dominant in the first game. It wasn't an unconvincing victory, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. So I think that um, you know it. But at the same time, it's also made into India want to win that little bit more, yeah. especially after it had been about 70-odd years since their last loss at Chennai, hadn't it? Yeah. I don't know if you want to add to that, Ben. Yeah, I agree, Ruth. But I also think Sibley showed his fight, his quality, actually. And I thought so. Stokes on that second day when he came out and he just he just took the game away from them there. Because I still yeah. think if India had taken maybe four or five wickets early in that second day, that could have been dangerous for England. But, yeah. you know, Stokes came out, he counterpunched as he does. You know, he's the best cricketer in the world at the moment. Yeah. So I don't see. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and I think going into the second test, a lot of a lot of us were optimistic that, you know, England could do something special. But obviously, we'll get but on did, to I don't think we got carried away test. thinking, oh, we're going no. to watch India in their own backyard. I think everyone, every, I think India showed in parts in that first test that they are a very good team. Yeah, well, Ashwin took six you know, for him. We know Ashwin took six for yeah, yeah Bumra took four. You know, they Ishant looked very good. Uh, Kohli in the second innings got a good score. You know, they looked, they sort of fought hard India, but they didn't quite, they weren't at England's level in the first Yeah, that's, week, that's safe I to say. Yeah, that's yeah. very true. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll move on to uh, introducing the second test. England uh, rather controversially made quite a few changes to a, to a winning team. Don Bess, who took five wickets in the match, and I think we all agree. Bold, bold well. Because that was one of the doubts, I think, um, that was emphasised in the press and amongst England fans. Are our spinners up to the uh, Indian level um, or the, you know, the likes of Ashwin? Perhaps not, but um, I think best impressed I think, um, I think first innings best certainly impressed me. Yeah. I'd say second innings he was a bit loose. I don't think he bowled that much in the second innings. I thought Leach was actually the standout of the two in that first test because of how Pant went after him. Yeah, I think Pant was going to turn it over that. or something, weren't he, at first, Leach? I think Leach, I think he's underestimated by 
a lot of people, but I think he is a, yeah. a good performer. I thought he actually bowled really well in that first test. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And of course, Joffre Archer picked up an elbow injury, so that required injections. Jimmy Anderson, who played superbly, I think we've all got to admit, was rested, which was, I think, mm-hmm. it wasn't confirmed, but we all knew after the way the seamers were, were rotated in Sri Lanka, this was going to happen. Joss Butler uh, has gone back home before he returns to the limited overs games. So changes to a winning team. I'm not sure if you uh, guys had objections to that, because I think it's fair to, uh, fair to say uh, if you did. I think that... Uh, certainly in regard to Butler. I think he's just been too much of a nearly man for England in a test side. You know, he never looks like, well, rather, he looks like making 100 and then he doesn't. He'll get, you know, you'll be lucky if he gets to 50. He'll keep, you know, reasonably well. But then you never know whether there's a mistake in him. I think that Folks has been a really impressive wicketkeeper. And to be honest, after he debuted for England, I didn't see why we had to take him out of the team in the first place. Yeah, that's one thing we can definitely come on to um, in uh, in the uh, next sort of uh, further section in the podcast, talking about our teams for the third test. Of course, Butler's gone home, so he can't play. But uh, it's definitely an area for, area for debate. Uh, ben, did you have any uh, objections to the changes England made? Uh, I actually don't disagree with the thing of Butler going home, to be honest. I like Butler, I think. He's a leader in the team. Obviously, we're not in the uh, dressing room. Yeah, I know what you're saying. He seems to be trusted in that leadership role. He's. We all know if you put 300 runs on the board and Josh Butler's coming in at number six or seven, yeah. teams around the world, he's like a. He's got that Ben Stokes ability to take a game away from people. Yeah, and I think he has, he has think, shown signs of improvement as well. I think for the Pakistan series, he played that innings with Wokes and then he scored 100 in a yeah. partnership with Crawley. I get I get where Salad's coming from uh, in that, you know, look at his average and it's uh, it's not nothing staggering. His stats aren't um, sensational, no. but I've always been a big Butler fan, maybe a bit biased, but he's shown signs he's of improvement just... with the bat too. He's, he's got something. You can't. It's one of those things you can't quite put your finger on what it is. Yeah. He's just. Uh, I think he's arguably one of the most talented players to ever play for England. Definitely. In terms of what you he just can want to do try and get that out in Test match cricket. Yeah, and I think he actually he started to, and I thought he actually. And he got a fifteen Sri Lanka, didn't he? Yeah. He got a. Um, and I thought he actually kept. I think it's the best he's ever kept for England. Yeah, definitely, especially in these conditions. In Sri Lanka and India, so foreign to what he would have kept him for. I hasn't kept in a test match for so long, and he was absolutely. I thought he was faultless, to be honest, really. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll move on to India's change as well. Washington Sundar, who scored 85, was replaced. You could buy either one of uh, Kuldeep Yadav or Aksar Patel. Washington about, scored 85, um, but didn't take any wickets, probably why he's been dropped. Uh, Kuldeep Yadav. Uh, get playing his first match since uh, since I think that was 2019 2018. So uh, it was a return for you know quite a significant period of time. He's been away. I'm not sure what we made of the decision to drop Bumrah, who I thought bowled pretty well. I think they were going with a similar policy to England of rest and rotate. You know, Siraj came in, did he for the second test? I think. Yeah. yeah. He performed pretty well. He got he got a few wickets, didn't he? Yeah, well, he bashed us, didn't um, he? And he, he, uh, did. he got, yeah, which was painful. Uh, yeah, you know, he got he got a wicket. I thought he bowled pretty well. He looks like a yeah, but as you say, it's probably more rest and rotation. It is a rest and rotate policy, I think. For yeah, so let's teams, you know. So I've just got to say um, that I think maybe taking Bummer out of the side 
uh, actually is what helped India. Yeah, I can see uh, I can to beat us yeah. in a way because he bowled forty-two overs in the first test, and you know he's not the sort of bowler he can give five or six overs in innings to like Kohli did yeah. to his bowlers in the test that you know we we lost. So I think that there's a pressure on Kohli to use Bumrah because he's just bit. Bumrah, he's yeah. one of the best bowlers in the world, if not the best. In, in, yeah, in, yeah, uh, yeah. I, get, I, I do get what you're saying there, opposed to just managing him. Uh, how you try to, you know, manage any effective bowler, maybe a bit more pressure on him. So yeah, it's a it's a fair point. We'll start with the first innings. India scoring 329. Of course, the standout performance in that innings was Rohit Sharma's 161 off 231 yeah. balls. I'll just ask, how do we rate uh, Sharma's performance and how key was it to the Indian innings? I'd argue actually winning India the game, to be honest. You know, yeah. 80, 80 odd for uh, three, I think, at lunch. And, you know, if England had gone and got Rahane and Sharma early on that, uh, yeah. just after lunch. We would have had a lot know, of I momentum. Think, I think England, you know, under 100 for probably about five, you know, that is that is real territory of... And pressure would have, would have been a lot of, on India after re- the uh, first yeah, test too. a repeat of the first test. You know, I don't think India are the ty- type of team to crumble, but I think if they were going to, it would have been there. So I thought it was a very, very good innings. I think he was a bit loose and there'll be questions about how good he'll be when he comes to England, personally, I yeah. think. Yeah, well, that's Rohit Sharma for you, isn't it? He's, he has struggled, I think, away from but, home. Scored yeah, all of but, his centuries have they been um, in India? I think so, yeah. Or yeah. it's certainly in Asia, anyway. I just think on in, these, in those conditions, with how the ball was spinning, even on day one, I thought, you know, I didn't think England bowled particularly badly when they were outstanding, but I thought Sharma was the class above anyone else, really. Yeah. Uh, uh, Salad, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, I was just going to say the, I think the longevity of his innings rather than the runs was what made it so hard for England, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. in, in my opinion. Because obviously the runs are incredibly important, but as we went on to not score very many, I think that's just as much down to the pressure of having a big score has been on a, a more worn pitch than we would have liked. Yeah, I guess it also took yeah. out that excuse of, I mean, we'll talk about the pitch later on in the episode, but if someone could go and score 161 on it, no matter who, there's an argument to say, well, why can't you do that, England? Roots, um first test performance, Yeah, um, you know, he's shown that uh, he can score heavy on, you know, that pitch. Just one little thing that I want to just throw out about England. Having them actually batted that well over the three tests in well, that's uh, four that's tests in Sri Lanka and India yeah. because Root in this series has scored twenty eight percent of England's runs. They're great stuff. I mean, that is ridiculous. You know, the next highest is I, don't know, I think it's Dom Sibley with eleven. Yeah, that's that is ridiculous. Yeah. You think you know if Root gets out for you know fifty. In that first test, do England even go on to win it? You know, very good to look point. and go. Are we too over reliant on route? That's something I'm, de- I'm definitely going to bear in mind when we make our third test predictions later on in the episode. So, uh, yeah, good point, that Ben. I was going to just ask about we uh, saw how good Root has been in Shranka and in the first test, uh, basing the core of his innings on the sweep shot. Rohit Sharma scored 27 runs from it. You might think, oh, only 27, but it was the most productive shot that he played yeah. throughout his innings. Is that key to scoring runs in these conditions, making sure that you've got a, sw- a solid technique on the, on the sweep shot? Very early in the innings, he played quite a poor sweep shot, if I remember correctly. And from then on, it was like he'd focused on it a bit more. So I feel like 
initially he was a bit nervy about playing it because I'm not don't hold me to this but I can't say that when I saw him well play in England for example he, I didn't think he'd have even thought about playing a sweep shot and I know yeah. in India the conditions are a bit more more grounds to sort of play it yeah I think there's the sweep shot with the runs it gets you there's also the effect it has you know if you're sweeping someone so easily and so effectively even if you're just getting one it just it'll annoy you because you're rotating the strike and it seems like you're not bothered do you know what I mean it seems like you're not worried about getting out you just if someone's worried about getting out they don't play a sweep shot it's a big way to um, to stop or to protect your wicket isn't it if you if you've mastered the um, sweep shot and you can play it consistently it takes away a a lot of a lot of uh, possible ways of getting out although if you if you haven't mastered it and you're a bit loose on the sweep shot, we saw Burns play. I think was it a reverse sweep or tried to sweep Ashwin yeah. in the uh, first test? And uh, yeah, so worst it, shot of the series that was. Yeah, without doubt, absolutely. So, yeah, it, it can be risky, but I think if you've nailed it, then it's a uh, it's a big way to go and score runs. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he put on 162 partnership with Rahani, which took away the game um, and gave uh, gave India that advantage. Uh, you know, um, to maybe go ahead of England. It was the platform that innings to, I think you mentioned previously, Ben, uh, we could have been in it at a lower score yeah. without Sharma's innings, but that took it away. And that, uh, even though it was, you might think 229, it's not a massive score. We said at, at one point, that Ben, England is still in this, but we didn't know what was uh, forthcoming, getting out for less than yeah. 200. I think England went out there thinking there was more demons in the pitch than there actually was at that yeah, stage. Yeah, a mental you know, thing. No doubt it was spinning and Ashwin's obviously difficult. Obviously, we've never faced him, but I imagine it's very difficult to face him. You know, Ishan uh, and Kuldeep and actually yeah. our football really well. And I think England sort of went out with the mindset of, oh, this is spinning, we've got no chance. You know, but actually, I think if Burns and Sibley had batted and uh, Lawrence and Root had just batted and just batted normally, yeah, yeah, you'd have got out. There was a ball with your name on, but I think England could have got closer to it if they just batted a bit more almost yeah. proactively I think yeah, they got a bit a good stuck point. in their in their new point. way of batting in test cricket which is to be really solid and defensive like they were in the first uh, first, of the first test match to like bat someone into the ground you know keep India out there for two and a half days whatever it was you know, yeah. I think England sort of got a bit stuck of we're going to stick to that I think there you had to go and I'm not saying you've got to run out and try and hit sixes but you've just got to yeah, sort of rotate the strike feet. a bit more, maybe. Yeah, midget uh, around. Just don't take yeah, yeah. any undue risks, but just be a bit more... You know, I think that the way they played in both innings allowed Kohli... It gave the Indian bowlers a bit of momentum and a platform to go and put even more pressure on the batsmen and ultimately um, taking yeah. wickets, I guess. Uh, I just wanted to mention from an England perspective, Ollie Stone playing his first test since 2019. I believe it would have been that Ireland test, only second test of his career. Were you impressed with his performance, taking three wickets? In the first innings, I thought it was fantastic. To be honest, yeah. I mean, to come in and play, but your first proper international yeah, yeah, team yeah. against one of the best teams in the world uh, in India, and to get three wickets for an economy of under three is, yeah. you know, fantastic. I mean, if we're talking broad, it is one of the best bowlers in history, and he's beaten him for figures. Yeah, he, he, he struggled. He struggled. Broad looked a bit. I don't, he looked a bit sort of for me. He didn't helpless. He didn't look as dangerous as yeah, he did. It looked like he was just going through the motions. Yeah, I think second innings Broad bowled a bit better. He did, but I don't think that Broad gives you that thing of you know Anderson. If it's not swinging, he'll just dot you up. He'll 
he won't go for anything. Yeah, Broad but can be expensive. I think can't he? he can be expensive. It's not going his way. Yeah. Sometimes he can, I mean, who are we to criticise? He's my, one of England's greatest ever bowlers. Oh, yeah. I must, in, I, must, uh, of, I must make a disclaimer. We are absolute amateurs. This is the most religious, yeah. uh, <laughs> religious podcast out there. So I, I'd advise you not to listen to a word we're saying, but if you really bother, <laughs> then you can do <laughs> Carry on, Ben. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I think he struggled broad. I just don't think he looked. Yeah, you're right. He didn't look threatening. I think the day night test matches where broad will be yeah, very dangerous. Yeah, I think the ball he, might do a bit more. The pitch might do. A bit realistically, more, yeah. if the ball's doing a bit, there isn't anyone you pick over broad and Anderson. Yeah, there very much in so. history probably to to bowl. Yeah, I'd back him to get not. Don Bradman out for sometimes <laughs> the way they bowl. You know, it's like. But, yeah, yeah I think he struggled a bit. Moeen took four on his return to Test cricket, first time since the Ashes uh, 2019, first Test match. Bit expensive going over four and over. Um, but four, yeah. I suppose it's a respectable I think, return. I think that is what Moeen Ali does, though. Do you know what I mean? Like, he's not a leech who's going to go for under three and get you a couple of wickets. He's going to go for runs, but he'll take that. Well, he'll he got... bowl a ball like he bowled to Coley. Yeah, he got like Coley out twice, a, didn't he? A ball that's a, a, bowl, a, bowl, a ball that you can't really do anything about it. He's that kind of bowler and he's a bit like a, a maverick yeah. sort of... Well, we'll come on to Moeen a bit later in the him. episode with the news of, uh, of him going home. Uh, in that innings, there was controversy surrounding the umpires. Uh, third umpire, Anil Chowdhury, <laughs> decided to give Rohit Sharma not out on a stumping. we got to uh, say Ben Folks very well. And also there was a, a Rahani instance where the ball bounced up off his pad onto his glove and was caught. Uh, England reviewed it, but the the glove the glove um, you know scenario was never checked, and it's just like, but that's what we're, we're reviewing. So why can't it be checked? What's stopping someone from watching a video and going, oh yeah, his glove that's out? So I don't know what you guys thought of that because it was outrageous you, in my opinion. I know you've got your T10 rant, but this is my rant. I think yeah, that's like absolutely ridiculous. These are some of these decisions, the ones that would be given in village cricket. You know, like they they'd be given by your mate who's just got out and he's fuming and he's had a beer and he's watching he's thought I'll give him out they'd be given by him and it'd be a right decision I mean to have the technology sat in front of you to not be able to just yeah it just, watch, I, just I can't get my head I mean, around it I can't the fact I don't that, know why I mean everyone makes mistakes but then Root's gone up to the umpire and said no I want it off his glove I want to see that bit yeah what's the stopping the umpire from just saying yeah the, the umpire then send it upstairs and for them to check LBW, I can't believe that the umpire on the pitch would have said, can you check for LBW? Yeah, yeah. Because see how why you would have done. You know, I didn't actually think watching it live that it was out. But then you watch it and you go, well, can we see a bit more? And then it, yeah. it just never came. And Because it was a strong appeal. Safe. It was a massive but, appeal. But my point of it is, if these decisions are, I think it was Rowett or Prajar in the, Second innings, yeah, I think it was Rowan where up. he had his pad behind, uh, One, in front yeah, of his bat. they're back behind their pad, and it's like it's clearly not a shot. It's like my question is, where are they hitting the ball then? Because if yeah, they're aiming to hit the ball, they're not, they're not hitting anywhere because they've got something in front of it. If they yeah. put a face in front of the ball, you wouldn't, it was I mean? outrageous. And I think questions need to be asked by the ICC, uh, and those involved. Sam, yeah. do you got anything to add on <laughs> the very poor umpiring from Anil Chowdhury? I think it's been summed up pretty well. I think that. You know, a lot of people are going to speculate about some sort of home bias. But at the end of the day, it's not possible or it's not feasible to have, you know, 
international umpires from different countries and just say, oh yeah, you know, come and spend four weeks in a hotel room. I agree with that. But then my question is, why can the... I understand on-field umpires. And I actually didn't think on-field umpires were too bad. I thought they were all right. No, no they were all right, yeah. But I thought, why can, say, uh, I don't know, Kumar Dharmasena sit in Sri Lanka in his bedroom, just watching it on his computer and give it out or not out? That's a, yeah, no, that's a very like, good point. Yeah, it's, it's, it's they've got the line of communication and they've got the technology it's not, there. It's not like it's difficult to yeah. sort of... All the third umpire's got to do is watch the footage and... And the yeah. technology sort of does it for him. He doesn't. The only time I understand he's ever the really match referee needing to be there in terms of bringing out a box yeah. of balls or whatnot. Oh yeah, but uh, you've got yeah. a good point with but, the technology. Third umpire. It just seems you know we the commentators are all remote. The yeah. all of the journalists are remote. They're doing all the interviews via Zoom, and yet we have to have a third umpire who's in the ground. Yeah, it is. It is. I mean, it, is what, it is dodgy. I don't understand what he's gaining from being in the ground. If anything, yeah. it sort of draws more questions. You know if. If a South African umpire had given it not out, there wouldn't be the questions of home no. bias. There'd be the questions of his mental faculties. I think. <laughs> very true. Very true. Well, it's something for the RCC to uh, to mull over and see what they come up with. Uh, if Anil Chowdhury's the third umpire in the third test, we'll see. Of course, Ben Folks returned to the England lineup for the first time. I think that was since 2019 as well. So a lot of players returned after two years out. How impressive was folks? Because I think we all have to agree he was brilliant. He was fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, against Ashwin, I think that he was, I think he was the only one who looked in control. Oh, very, I completely agree. He was facing Ashwin. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, Ashwin came out and made Root look uncomfortable. Yeah, very much so. He's a very, you know, he's very good against spin, as we all know. And then, you know, folks not out. 42 runs. Yeah, 42. Yeah, and that's, uh, that's where he's supposed weaknesses with the bat. Um, I mean, he scored 100 in Sri Lanka. And, uh, I think he did, He does have a better average against uh, spin than uh, pace bowlers. But Ben, I don't know if you've got anything to add on his keeping because it was like a masterclass, wasn't it? We've seen Matt Pryor talk about folks' performance. How good was he behind the stumps? Took a, a couple of stumpings in the second inning. Think, of course, he should have had that row at one in the first. I think he's... The best technical keeper I've ever seen play for England. He is technically head and speaking, shoulders yeah. above anyone else. I mean, some of the takes he's taken are absolutely ridiculous. ridiculous. The ball doesn't like slap into his hands; it sort of just sinks in. And he's the best uh, keeper in the world, to be quite yeah. honest. But yeah, I, I think, think there yeah, isn't actually a, in terms of just pure keeping. There isn't another keeper who is. It's definitely a, a debate that we can have in, like, a, in a further. You, know, you watch Tim Payne drop catches all the time. He's supposed to be a really brilliant keeper. De Kock's yeah. pretty good, but you wouldn't say his keeping's He's been unbelievable. With yeah, I'd say Watling in. Uh, yeah, it's definitely good, it's definitely but... a potential debate we can have in the future. Um, yeah, would be a I good good thing for the podcast. Looks, I think he just yeah. looks natural. Yeah. The less, the less said about the rest of the England batting, the better. Um, of course, <laughs> of course, uh, Ravi Ashwin took another five wickets. Might as well have uh, salad out there batting. <laughs> well, right, I'll leave it out, mate. I'm, I'm not going to argue Thank you. Um, I'm sure he's got a menacing sweep shot. But um, yeah, uh, Ashwin taking another five wickets. How does he uh, compare to some of the spinners in the world? Because he, he's got everything, hasn't he? He's got the variations to turn the ball both ways. He can get the dip. He can get it to go straight on. Uh, yeah, how good is he? I think he's the best in the world yeah. to be quite honest I don't... Nathan Lyon's good Nathan Lyon is a very good but... bowler we've got to emphasize that without being biased yeah. but... oh no he is he's very good I just 
don't like him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. You're I, think, right. I, just, I think Ashwin is just, in terms of his control, but not even just the control, because not Lion has great control, but it's the variations. Yeah. You know, he's got the one that goes straight on, the one that turns the other way. He's got variations in pace. You're he, just as bowling for, like, for the pitch that he's bowling on. I think right now we're seeing a spinner who in sort of 15 years' time will be spoken about the same way that like Cumbley's spoken about. You know, he's never going to be a Warner or a Murley. He's yeah. not that level. But, but you know, yeah, he's, he's, um, India has had some great spinners in the past. Even go, you know, Harbhajan yeah. Singh. Um, yeah. Mishan or I think he's past Harbhajan now, hasn't he? There you go, yeah. So, uh, and I think, oh, I mean, I certainly uh, think of Harbhajan being a great spinner. Um, um, yeah. But Ashwin is... Uh, if he's classed on that sort of level, it shows how good he is. Uh, Sal, is anything to add to uh, Ashwin's capabilities? Well, that Dan Lawrence wicket was something... Because they were talking about it in commentary, about it maybe being, you know, planned yeah. uh, with Pan at the start of the over. But the fact that, you know, he can still do it that accurately, put it in between his legs and get him stumped. <laughs> Arguably, it was poor decision uh, by Lawrence... Well, play. it's something Lawrence was doing. Where, was it? Lawrence was coming, was coming down the wicket and uh, chipping into the into the onside. So uh, you're well in the rights to. Um, I actually quite that, like that as a tactic, to be honest. From yeah, Lawrence. well, well when he played it correctly, it. Lawrence. Um, the fact of the matter is, if he goes and gets seventy doing that, everyone goes, "Oh, how amazing was that from Dan Lawrence?" Blah, 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 yeah, but... so I think Sally, you're right. Talking about Ashwin, um, how you know accurately he just threw it was like threw it between Lawrence's legs, weren't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I suppose that just comes down to his experience. I mean, he's got some incredible batsmen out throughout his career, yeah, and so, yeah. you know, it's because of all of these variations and his cricketing mind in the same way yeah. to know when to vary. Yeah, you, you can certainly to. tell his class when he's uh, when he's bowling. Uh, of course, another talking point, uh, especially from the England perspective, was the <laughs> the Chennai pitch after India won the first uh, <laughs> when their first toss of the series. England won the uh, toss in the first test, went on to win the game. India won the toss and went on to win the game too. Um, there's a there's you could argue there's a fine line between preparing the pitch to suit your style and making it unfair. I don't know uh, what you guys think of. Um, was it unfair, or were India well in the rights to um, well, well in the rights to prepare a pitch like that? Salad, so if you want to uh, want to start. Yeah, I think when it comes to the pitch, you know, India just wanted something that was going to suit them, and I suppose it's not. We do the same, don't we? In England. Yeah, it's not fair yeah. of India to cut a pitch in their country, you know, to just suit us, is it? It's you know yeah. they don't expect to come over to England. And have a wicket that they're going to be comfortable with. Very much uh, so. But at the same time, it wore incredibly quickly. It was ter- well, I mean, the signs in the first innings weren't there, but second innings, it was very, absolutely. It was very much turning. I mean, you know, there were lots of rough patches and divots that were just unexplainable. There's no yeah. left arm over pace bowler that's going to come in, you know, like a, a Stark would in Australia to create those divots in his follow through. So it's, yeah, I think it's somewhat unexplainable how quickly the pitch wore. But yeah. I think, it, yeah, it's just unexpected. It seems weird. India have lost a test, and all of a sudden they've played a rage in Turner. It's yeah. just like, and no, no one, like, I think Axar Patel came out and said, you know, no one can, no one is annoyed if it's like seaming around and that. And it's like, well, when it does that in England, when it's green on day one, 
generally the thought is that it flattens out. That's why people bowl first. Yeah, yeah, Whereas and, and the balance does come in. Spinners day four, day five India, come into their own. India, it's almost flipped. You know, it's like day one to part of day three should be pretty good batting pitches. Yeah, and then it falls off a cliff and it becomes an absolute dust bowl, and that's where the game really speeds up. I thought the first test was a little bit too flat for too long. Yeah, but I thought the but it was more balanced test, than the second test. This, yeah, the second test was ridiculous. It was well, almost the like they were is, making a point of you know way better than you in these conditions. The argument is, was it unplayable? I guess we can't say uh, it was because uh, Ashwin no. went and scored a hundred. So did Sharma. But my question would be, would Ashwin have scored a hundred against Ashwin? Do you know what no, I mean? Yeah, and that's that, and that, and that that's a whole different argument about the quality it, of England's bowling. So, or you know, Ashwin's on another it's level. Also, so. Yeah, it's also yeah, it's, a lot easier to hit a hundred if you're already on 250, 300 runs. As a yeah, team. you set me up well, there, Ben. To you know what I mean? England, India's second innings, um, and of course Ashwin's century, which I think was very well made, fourteen fours, so uh, contributed a lot of runs through boundaries and a six-two, uh, a really decent partnership with uh, Virat Kohli, who scored sixty-two. Uh, off 149 balls. Um, you did mention they had a big advantage, so I don't know if you've uh, got anything else to add to that, Ben, but take nothing away from Ashwin. Especially, was he batting at number eight? It's not easy. He did look good, but I thought, I don't think, I think by that point, England, I thought, we, I think we actually have to credit England. They were very, even in the first innings, you know, the key things were going against them, but I thought they kept their heads up. They went through. They didn't, sort of drop their standards, but I thought the second it became a bit ragged. It became you can argue bit... heads dropped and, you know, your morale... Yeah, but slower. I think that does happen. Yeah, it's, it, well, cricket's, a, cricket's a, long, that... a long game, isn't it? And it's only natural over certain yeah. days, etc. It's like, in normal circumstances, when crowds are in, you'd have maybe 500 to 1,000 Barney Army fans there. Yeah. England, you wouldn't... You know, I, I don't think there was any England fans or maybe a handful... So it's like you're also against sixteen thousand in the crowd. Yeah, they were they were loud. They were loud. Very, di- it does make it very difficult. Um, Salah, I don't know if you've got anything to add about Ashwin's innings. But again, we can't take anything away from him. No, absolutely not. And I think I'd be correct to say that he's currently got the highest Nottinghamshire batting average in the county championship. <laughs> really? Um, Where have yeah. you pulled that from? <laughs> that is sensational. His average in the county championship. <laughs> He's thirty-seven point six, and um, you know the next the next best is thirty-one. That says more, and that says more about Nottingham. Yeah, not well. Yeah. Perhaps, but you know, I think it's uh, well, well. There was that moment you know, with Tim Payne. There was that with with Payne. He's got more centuries than the Australian captain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, that is. Um, it's not difficult. I think I'd have more centuries in Tim Payne. <laughs> I wouldn't disagree. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, no, it's, it's a good, it's a good start. He's, he's, he's capable, uh, capable with the bat, and I think they showed during the coverage his average against England's forty something, uh, something yeah. around that. So he's capable, and we've obviously got to treat him with the same respect as a batsman, and maybe not bowl one too many loose balls to him because he's shown he's capable of scoring runs. But uh, it's not something that I guess we really want to talk about. Um, it wasn't as important as Rohit's uh, century. Uh, India no. probably well no. they would have won the game without uh, even without they, would have won it. they yeah. still would have won it by Ashwin's... more than England won the first test <laughs> yeah. yeah is it not arguable to say though that Ashwin plays a similar role to, in India uh, that Wokes would play in England yeah 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 very you much know, so bowls you know obviously Wokes has got to compete uh, for overs with obviously Anderson and Broad yeah. as we've already said you know two of the best ever um 
And then obviously he's handy with the bat when he wants yeah, to be. Yeah, he seems consistent with the bat. You can trust yeah. Wokes to bat, uh, put in a well. solid effort with the bat, can't you? He doesn't seem to get himself out stupidly. Um, Absolutely. Uh, same with Ashley. I'd say there are differences between Ashley and Wokes. You know, I think Ashley is world class. I think Stoke, uh, Wokes. I mean, I think, well, I think if we're just talking player, about handy with the bats down. and whatnot, yeah. If we're just saying they're reliable to come in and play. Uh, a decent yeah. innings. Yeah, then in, of in, course, bat, in batting senses, they're quite similar. Yeah, yeah but yeah. It's, uh, you are right, Ben. Well, Ashley's the best of the best. Wokes is, of course, good, but um, he's not Jimmy Anderson level. If we look no. at England's bowling performance at second innings, I said in- India had a platform to go out and uh, not bash it, but score runs quickly, be proactive, as you mentioned before, Ben. So it, it, there was no pressure on the Indian team, as I think what I'm trying to say. Leach again took uh, four wickets, uh, the same as Moeen did. So Moeen took eight wickets across the match, which is a very decent performance. Leach did look uh, did bowl well and uh, has looked good so far. I thought, I think Leach has been our standout bowler for the series. I know Anderson bowled that over in the first uh, test that was probably one of the best that's ever been bowled. But I think Leach... Just looks, he just looks so consistent and so in control. But I guess you know, Bess is still what 23, 22. Yeah, Bess, Bess has got a future, isn't he? I think no, you know, yeah. That. I think Bess is more of a pick in terms of England think he'll be there in 10 years' time. Yeah. I think Leach is more of a right now, he's our best spinner by quite a long way. Yeah, I'd, I'd he's agree. Got I'd good think control, he's, yeah, a better level than Bess and Moeen at the moment. Yeah, I think he is a classy, yeah. classy bowler. So I don't know if you've got anything to mention about Moeen, of course, I said first test since 2019. He has uh, gone home and we'll uh, touch on that in a second. But just uh, purely his bowling performance, taking eight wickets across the match. He wasn't at his best. He was a bit loose, a bit expensive. But he got Coley out twice and he took eight wickets, which are the facts. Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's uh, incredibly difficult to get um, Coley out. You know, first off for a duck bowling that fantastic ball. Yeah, that, that delivery was terrific. In the second innings. But I think with Moeen, he's at the stage now where he's inconsistent. If we played him again or in the first test, would he have, you know, contributed to the wickets as heavily uh, as Best did in the first there's, test, for example? Yeah, there's an argument to say no. Feel that I feel like if we continue to play Ali, we'll be holding Best back. And I don't think that's something we want to do because Ali's had a fantastic career. Uh, and I think that, you know, Bess has got the uh, quality and the youth to, to grow into the role that Ali had, had played for, you know, so many years previously. Yeah, and we can't ignore the fact that um, Ali did go and score 40. Is it, I haven't really actually got the numbers. 43, I think it was, in the our se- in England's second innings. And we're not really going to talk about that because, again, it was awful. But... Yeah. Um, it, again, it, bring, it sets me up nicely to talk about Moeen has gone home. Chris Silverwood, though, today did make his, make the point that it was not Moeen's decision. I'm not sure if you guys have seen the uh, seen the press conference with yeah, Silverwood, but he, he enforced that. that. Yeah. Um, maybe England communicated it in the wrong way, that Moeen Ali has not chosen to leave the bubble. He has been rested the same way. Just I, think, I think this one, in that I understood why Butler was having a rest. I understood a sort of bare stone would go, but I don't understand what the point in bringing Moen Alley all the way was. I mean, to play him for a test and then send him home. Yeah, well, he got Why COVID, didn't just... he? And that wasn't planned. No one planned Oh, yeah. That, but which I is don't think he would have started in Sri Lanka anyway. No, I think, well, honest, maybe I think he, he went could have played one of the tests. Spin. I'm not sure. I think he went as England's third spinner, to be quite yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think, I think he point. was fortunate for whatever reason best didn't play. To play in the last test, yeah, he played bowled all right. 
but it wasn't anything. Yeah, I mean that's something I think we'll definitely we'll definitely uh, talk about in um, further episodes. Is England's rotation policy for this year? Of course, we've got so many uh, matches, but of course, the T20 World Cup is is coming soon or well later on this year. So it's something we'll definitely debate further. But could it be the end for Moeen in Test cricket? Now, with a bit more context, we realise that it was England's decision to rest him. But it's certainly still a point. Uh, it's a point to to ask: Does Moeen uh, Moeen Ali have a future in Test cricket? Well, I don't think he's going to be selected for. Uh, again, no disrespect to any other countries. He's not going to be selected for proper test cricket, the competitive test cricket. You know, if we have friendlies against Ireland or a series, again, maybe he'll come back in um, yeah. as one of well, the I, you know, more experienced know. players. But I, I just don't see how he can sustain uh, a place I, in. Go on, I, see Mo, I see Murray now as a white ball for England I think yeah. he's and I think you know where he started and where he ended up in Test you know, I think it's only off spinners I think it's only Swan and Tough no, actually we've got more wickets don't quote me on that I think it's that but um, he's just he seems to just be a bit too easily hit do you know yeah I, mean? I do think he, he has like, I think he's averaged he goes for a lot in recent times too too readily you know I think yeah. he's when you ask him to go to subcontinent and bowl teams out he doesn't do it. No, yeah. no. I think you're. I think you're right. I mean, um, I mentioned that. I'm pretty sure I've seen stats uh, about his average going up recent times, and even in white ball cricket, which um, I'm probably in the same boat as you say. I think Moeen's still a white ball cricketer that England can uh, oh, use. He starts every one day international for him. There you go. I mean, again, he, he did get dropped out of the um, team in the World Cup, and I'm again, I'm not sure. Adil Rashid is our frontline yeah. spinner in that, but of course, Moeen's oh, yeah. a good option to have. It's all we um, can come on to but that. Moeen's yeah, powered down the order star. as well in, in one day cricket. But yeah, I do agree. Moeen is a white ball um, cricketer from now on. He's had a he's had a good test career, as you mentioned, um, Salad. But and then again, there's always an argument: will he be known as the um, part-time spinner that was always used as a frontline spinner for England? Because that's that's the uh, that's the thing that's always stuck with him. As in, but I'm not sure that's something we will uh, really get in uh, in discussion about now. But on a similar sort of line to that, uh, what changes would we make for the uh, for the third test? Uh, of course, it's not in Chennai uh, anymore. It's in uh, Ahmedabad. I think I've uh, actually nailed that, which I'm quite <laughs> impressed with. Um, I can't lie. But yeah, what changes would we make? Don Bess, uh, Joffrey Archer, Anderson, Bairstow, Wood and Crawley have all returned to the squad. Salad, don't know if you want to... Uh, uh, tell us about the change you'd make. Well, uh, for me personally, I think that Lawrence has been, you know, we've shown why he's been selected, definitely. But get Crawley in at number three for me. I think okay. it, it's more solidarity to the top four because Lawrence is still younger and an experienced player. And I suppose you could say in some ways Crawley is as well, but he's shown uh, Crawley to have, you know, like an older head on his shoulders. Uh, in Test cricket, for me, Bearstow doesn't even no, don't don't even think about it. I'd assume you wanting uh, Don Best to return in the place of Ali. Uh, yeah, well, absolutely. But for me, coming to uh, Wood and Archer, I, I imagine that you know people would disagree with this, but I think Stone has earned the right to uh, play the next Test. It's a fair argument. Stone, Stone bowled well. I don't. Sorry, I thought Stone bowled well. I, I, I think he was very good, but he's not Joffre Archer, is he? He's not. You know, realistically, England are going to this test with two 
maybe three spinners if they don't bring best back. Uh, three seamers, sorry, if they don't bring best back in, which I think is a possibility day night test match. I think India will make a similar pitch, to be honest. Yeah. I think absolutely no best. I don't even know why they're flowing back out to India. I think it seems like a wasted waste of his time and England's time because realistically, he's going to want to come and play. The top three, I think it's Burns, Sibley, Crawley. I don't see where else that goes. Root, Stokes, Pope, Folks. Yeah. I think that's top seven's not going to move, is it? Really, I think yeah. we all agree on that. Yeah. Then I think Anderson and Leach definitely play. Then I think it's between Broad and Archer and then whether they want to play Bess or not I would play Bess and play Joffre yep. and drop Broad so what, what is, go through your 11 again Ben you'll go in Burns, Sibley Crawley Root Stokes Pope Oaks Bess say just about judging by the resting and whatever I'd say Joff comes back in but yeah. I wouldn't be surprised to see Broad then Leach and Anderson. Yeah, all right. And Salad, you're going with? Um, I'd go exactly the same. I'd just be, instead of Stone, I'd leave, sorry, instead of Archer, I'd leave Stone in the side. Yeah, I, I do think you've got a very viable point about Ollie Stone because he bowled well, uh, especially in the first innings. Um, as I mentioned, his first test since the Island one, and he impressed me. I, I haven't seen too much of him, and I can't say is he, um, I is, highly is he rate him, but I don't think he's useless. Um, but carry on, Ben. If, he's, if you've got a fully fit, Bowling side. Yeah. You... Your fastest three bowlers are Archer, Wood, and Stone. Realistically, out of those three, Archer's number one, Wood's number two, Stone's number three. I'd say the only reason Stone played the last game was because of the fact that Wood and Archer weren't available. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. if Wood had been out there and Archer had gone down, who would very have been so. Personally, it would have been Mark Wood. With... I think Stone bowled very well, but he isn't at the level of Archer. What you've got a world-class performer. Yeah. What you've got to remember is though, is Archer took three wickets in the last match. Uh, Stones took that in one innings. Yeah, again, that's that's an argument. I yeah, personally go with Jofra. Uh, uh, I'm I a big Jofra fan, so maybe a bit biased. Uh, <laughs> but I do think he bowled really well in the first Indian innings, and he um, with the new ball, he, he you know he, he looked dangerous, he looked fast, he zipped it. But you've got a, you've got a point about Stone um, playing well. It's, but again, you've got a factor Mark Wood, who uh, you know um, hasn't really I ever let him down. Nice would play. Honest, I, I do play. like Wood, but I don't think I think they wouldn't take Stone out for Wood. Uh, if it, if they take Stone out, it will be for Archer. Well, that's the beauty uh, of opinion. That's the beauty does, of opinions. Um, we've all, what does we've anyone all got, um, What does anyone think about maybe the one spinner and three seamers? Day night test might move around a little bit more. You've yeah, always got the option true. of root for spin because <laughs> and you know if we need it. <laughs> yeah, good, good old golden arm. You know. <laughs> It's a few down. Do you know what? Sometimes he's called uh, causes batsman issues, so maybe that's something to consider. But I suppose we'll have yeah. to see what the next yeah, year is. Yeah, I mean, do you want, I, 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 do you want if, if to go in, do more in a day night test, then there's certainly uh, a bigger argument for playing uh, extra extra seam. Um, but I think you yeah, have again, I've got to get, uh, got to remember again that we are playing in India. They'll play to their strengths, which even though they've got a good pace department, you can't. Uh, Ishan Sharma, Bumrah, just to name a few, are good, quick bowlers. Um, although uh, we've talked about Ashwin, and they'll probably put the pitch, uh, make a pitch to their strengths, which would be uh, yeah. making it spin. Think, but, and it would make. Uh, that's why I would go with um, Leach and Bess. I think the decision I don't understand the most is the bear. I just cannot fathom why Bess is back in India. You know, is <laughs> there an injury? I don't to folks that we haven't heard about. 
Because obviously... No, because Bairstow, Bairstow went... Bairstow flew out before the... Bairstow. I get he's probably gone as a maybe a backup keeper. That's understandable. But then I think... We've got like, Bracey, haven't we? You know, where's Bairstow going to fit in? He's not going to go at three because Crawley's going to come back in because that's the top three they probably want for the Ashes. Absolutely. He's not going to get in the middle order of a Root, Stokes or Pope. He's not going to keep over folks. He's not a bowl, is he? <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, you know, to well, strange things happen. Yeah, I mean, Donny's bowled think, before, hasn't he? Yeah, Donny got Kevin think, Peterson out. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he reviewed it. I think the thing funny. that... I, and I told you this yesterday, Matt. Johnny Bairstow, by a lot of the media at the moment, particularly Michael Vaughan, yeah. is being lauded as some sort of hero saviour to England who's going to come back and bat at three and score 500s in the next uh, four innings. But, like, realistically, he averages 35 in Test cricket. 2016, he averaged 52. Every other year, he's played Test cricket for England, bar this year because he only played two Tests. He's averaged below 40. I mean, I, 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 I love that stuff how, personally. And I think it's, how I think can you it's look a lot. At, I don't, that's just, I can't understand how you look at that and go, oh, this man has to come and play for England. Yeah, you know, Did he play that well in Sri Lanka? In Sri Lanka, I thought he actually, first, first innings of first test, I think he got 47. Yeah, and he and then after right that, there, and like there, he, he's thrown that away. He got starts in every other innings. I know he took England to, you know, I think he batted with Lawrence to get us the win on the, last day of the first test but I don't think he played so well that you think oh my god why is he not even in the squad for India he played that well that I thought and he played like Johnny Bairstow he got in got himself out and yet everyone still seems to think he's the greatest player of spin we've ever produced yeah well I don't it's think like, we can argue that uh, with Bairstow bringing him to India maybe if he was in the squads um, in the summer when we were playing in England again you can argue this yeah, point but I think, that's the thing. think we can't the... argue that he is a short term stopgap um, yeah I mean sort of you player. look at it and you go what is the priority for England as an England fan I would rather they lost these last two test matches and won 3-1 in Australia yeah I think we all would like and bringing Bear, if Bearstow comes back in and scores 100, all that that does is mean that you can't drop him. So then you go back to England and you've got Johnny Bearstow batting somewhere in your top six. And then we're going to fail, fail in Australia. And then he'll have four tests of being bowled. And then whoever will come back in, whoever's been dropped will come back in, have no cricket, go to the Ashes, and it's just going to be the same cycle as we have all the time. Yeah, as, yeah you're, right. you're spot I on. Think ben, I mean, we also have to... We have to emphasise we don't hate Bearstow. I think Bearstow's probably one of England's best ever white ball. Well, batsmen. yeah, and, and, and he's without, a good character. And he was on Channel Four on one of the breaks as well. He's a, you, yeah. you can't. I don't think you England can really hate Johnny Bearstow the person. No, England didn't win the World Cup. Wouldn't have won the World Cup without Johnny Bearstow. No, and he's still a major no, part of our white ball plans. And they wouldn't even have been in the semi-finals probably. No, and you he's know, got a world we, we have to, to World Cup know, as well. He is a very, 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 very talented batsman. But I just think his time in tests. Are gone. Yeah, it's come to an end. I, I mentioned before to... that a previous era where white ball was the priority. You have to go elsewhere, and we didn't have yeah. too many red ball quality uh, test players coming through, and we were stuck with the same sort of names. I can understand Johnny Bairstow being put in the team, and he was at a better level yeah. um, then than uh, now. I think you can argue, uh, but as I mentioned, he's definitely in the in the squad um, for me as a short term fix and a stopgap. Yeah, I mean, panic, but I don't see how this benefits yeah, anyone. If if we no, panic, only, as you said, Ben, no. and he does well, or he plays in England, and, and then we're struggling to uh, to bring someone into you know who, who hasn't yeah. played cricket or or whatnot. 
um, short-term fixes don't don't help don't help us in this position um, if we want to go Ooh. with Australia. So what's no. the point in, in in having them? Why can't we just show faith? Surely we've learned our lessons in regards to the amount of openers we had trying to replace Strauss. No one really settled into the role. Yes, there's been, there's been some shockers, but who knows? Maybe if some of them had more time, they would have settled into the role more. And I, yeah. I think we've got to try and be patient. Crawley, Burns, Sibley have all shown that they, uh, they've they um, got talent in Test cricket. So why can't we just stick uh, and be patient with them? That's what I want to know. The thing I look at is Burns is the only one in the top six who could conceivably be dropped. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you know, that, that's got, something we'll come on to maybe at the end of the series if he's still not performing. He's um, got 33, naught, naught, and about 20-odd. And yeah, maybe you could put Crawley to open and put Bairstow at three, but realistically, you know, if Bummer is still bowling at that point, he's going to get bowled through the gate or LBW. Yeah. Just... I mean, and I'd rather see us play Dan Lawrence at three, but can go on? Uh, I was just going to say... Um... I think, though, if Burns is going to be dropped, because as you've said, he's the only one who you could even consider dropping, I do think that it's going to have to be sooner rather than later, because if we are going to change our top order uh, to play down under in Australia, where I don't think Burns is going to be as effective as an opener, to be honest, I feel like he's going to be easier to get out than we think. Well, part of me would disagree with that. I would disagree with that as well. Everyone said about that, in England in the 2019 Ashes and he only got 100 in the first Test match and yeah. fronted up to the Aussies probably better than any other England batsman bar Stokes you know he bloody million dollars to be fair and I think his strengths lie being patient leaving against seam with the ball just occasionally drifting onto his pads for and that's it and I think he's one of those openers a bit like obviously he's not as good but in that cook sort of mould of cook Pull, flick off your pads, and that's about it. But it's a very, oh, I suppose I'm all tell very yeah. I who my question is who do I want to see walking out at three at the Gabba if it's going to naught for one? I want to see Crawley, not Johnny Bursto. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I think that, that that settles the uh, debate about the team for the third spot. Nice, well settled. Yeah, it's probably the wrong word, but <laughs> it'll end, end this uh, little section. I'm just going to ask you your predictions for the uh, third test. I just want to. Me to uh, say the words India, England, or draw. So, salad, draw, Ben, England. I'm gonna say England, of course. Come on, <laughs> yeah, but, it's uh, based on absolutely no fact, but what, yeah, based not? on no evidence. <laughs> it's what I want to see, <laughs> not a clue. And that'll uh, bring this uh, section to an end. So, moving on to the rant of the week, which is a feature that I'm looking to put uh, implement into all future episodes. Uh, and this this week's uh, rant from me uh, is in regards to the uh, T10 League, which has been hosted in uh, Abu Dhabi. Uh, I'm, I, I think it always is. <laughs> but yeah, it, uh, it was covered on Sky Sports. So I saw a lot of highlights on social media when I'm scrolling through my feed. Um, and it just uh, it, it got on my nerves. It, it really did. Of course, no no um, events have had fans in. Um, you know, of course, India just have had a, a full stadium. To be fair, but uh, a lot of venues have been empty, and that's uh, taken away from the excitement, and the drama. But a lot. Whenever I look at these T10 highlights, I just think, what is the point in it? The 2021 uh, edition was won by Northern Warriors. Um, <laughs> what, what what do you do? Who, who, who is it actually? Who where is it? Like do you not like where yeah, the like, team's based from? 
exactly. Again, that's a, that's a good point to why I don't see the point of it. But I'll, I'll carry on. So, as I said, yeah, I saw, saw highlights of it, um, the 2021 edition. Quiet grounds are, <laughs> is not really a great argument because it's uh, <laughs> this coronavirus world. Um, but even the quality of players. Okay, so the IPL, you have you know you have an auction with great players and there's so many so much talent in there. You can uh, you know nothing wrong with that. The big bash, good talent there. The blast it, over here isn't great as the quality, but you still have good players and it's always good for us to watch. Um, the CPL, I know Salad, you're a big fan. It, oh, I love the Caribbean <laughs> Premier League. I love it. <laughs> It's better than this no T10 ever. league. It is better. We even have what was the Lankan Premier League. What is that? It's <laughs> better than the, uh, this T10 league. So I'm just going to list a few names Ooh. here who were playing in the, in the T10 league. Uh, of course, uh, we're all more likely to recognise English names. So uh, I'm just, I've got a few uh, a list of few England players here. So my favourite, uh, the legend Ravi Papara was playing. <laughs> a few more unique county names, such as Tom Moores of Notts, who else but Peter Moores, who uh, less said the better from my point of view, but of course people might have uh, different opinions. Adam Light, <laughs> maybe uh, you might remember from the 2015 He's still Ashes. playing. <laughs> the T10 league so he was over there Laurie Evans of course who seems to be uh, always on the county circuit Sammy Patel was playing in the T10 league another one of my favourites singles was there go on (laughs) there wasn't any quick singles was there (laughs) (laughs) not at all Daniel Beltram another one of my favourites was over there uh, Not's favourite Joe Clark was playing and to end it off with right. the legend in Luke Wright uh, we have to also say that like Tom Banton Ben Duckett were there as well they, yeah they Alex Hales played and I have players. left out a They're... few decent names just to suit my agenda but let's just <laughs> yeah. ignore that um, <laughs> uh, a 40 year old Shahid Afridi played in the T10 league I thought he'd retired for at least 10 years ago um, <laughs> I mean, that was cobwebs falling off when he was cobwebs, yeah, I, you know, it's like when I think Shane Warne played in the Big Bash and it was like 2013 you know, you're still going it's just like oh this just takes the gloss off it really a 40 year old shade of freebie yeah. interesting uh, a few bigger names uh, oh. mostly uh, non-test uh, playing West Indies internationals so you know your Chris Gale your Bravo etc were playing uh, and also a few players that don't play test cricket from other nations are uh, I'm sure to think of loads, but Colin Ingram of New Zealand was one that oh, randomly popped up into my head. Northern Warriors, the winning team, had Nicholas Paul run again, uh, West Indies player. Wayne Parnell. He's actually quite good. Uh, of Worcestershire, or Wahab Riaz. So uh, there's a few names there as well that don't play Test cricket. Um, maybe just aren't good enough for that, but are still fairly decent players. Um, so yeah, I think the, the players playing in, in, in the competition definitely um, take a bit of gloss off it. Uh, and then it, and we come to the format. 10 overs each, 60 balls. It's not a bowler's game. I don't see how a bowler can be successful in it, apart from, you know, if you, you skittle, through a, skittle through a team taking five, but then fair play to you, great job. But you're going to get smacked. That's the be-all or end-all, isn't it, really? Um, I read an interview with a bowler saying you're happy to go and give away two boundaries and over. I don't see how that's really right. You know, no bowler no. should be happy to do that. You just It's a one-dimensional game. You are going to smash... Uh, smash the ball in well or attempt to uh, I'm just thinking per- previously to 2021 did the uh, T10 league get big crowds did it attract sponsorship did it attract fund, uh, funds I mean I can't imagine that they 
will being paid minimum wage to play in it. You know, I imagine. Oh, well, of course not. No, no, I'm sure there's. I imagine they're being paid a healthy amount of money for about two weeks cricket. Very but much so. Yeah. It seems. It does seem to me like a T20 cricket is the sped up version of cricket, and they're speeding it up. Yeah, like T20 is a good. It's almost like a. It just seems like a. It's a one bad over and you lose the game. I know that can be the same in T20 cricket, but it's like you can have you can recover. There's times where you can afford to just knock it about for two or three overs. T10 cricket, if you start knocking it about, you lose the game. Yeah, I think boundary every ball sort of territory, isn't it? You know, for me personally, I thought the hundred was already too short. Yeah, yeah, I probably would agree with that. Concept of cricket. I think that there are benefits to these shorter, you know... But the 100 uh, did get very good names and stuff. Like that. We, had a, we had an auction, did, didn't we? It did, absolutely. I remember watching that. Yeah. Um, obviously, you know, and then you've got, like, Warren, uh, you know, being the... I'm not yeah, sure whether he's a manager or a yeah, coach, yeah. Or however you want to say it. But then, similarly, you've got when you're trying to talk about getting young people into cricket, you what that what they want to watch is the most exciting thing. I think it's easy for us to say because we all love Test cricket. Yeah. It's easy for us to go, oh, I don't understand how people can't sit down and watch cricket for five days. Um, but you know, I think it's going to be a good way to in- integrate and uh, you know bring through a next generation of cricketers. There always is that argument, and I can I can I can cricket. admit that to that you know, people want to see excitement. But again, and young youngsters might not really uh, acknowledge this, but is it still great, highly entertaining cricket? If I've got Samit Patel, you know, lobbing pies to Luke Wright, who's just smashing it back back into an empty empty stadium, I, I personally don't find that high quality, exciting cricket. No. Yeah. I suppose. I, mean, I, find, I, think I was just going to say this might be a bit of a false equivalency, but as uh, we've already established, I, I like to watch the Caribbean Premier League. Yes. And I enjoy seeing the person you know, in the world. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like this. To go back to the sort of a freedy thing, Brendan McCullum was playing in the um, CPL less than two years ago, and it was fun oh. to watch him back. You know, yeah. um, you've got you know all these players that you've never heard of that are trying to make a name for themselves, and maybe you know playing in a league like this could get them noticed by. You know, in a way that they wouldn't have been noticed trying to play T20. Yeah, that's a good. That's a I good point. It, I'm sure we're going to go on to the Alex Hales debate in a future episode. And I suppose if someone wanted to make their mark on limited overs cricket, especially T20, the T10 league, I suppose, is a good, uh, good, a good way to demonstrate your skills. I think I was going to say realistically, what this looks like is sort of like a a stopover from uh, a player going from the BBL to the IPL. Do you know what I mean? It's just like a Oh, yeah. I don't want to get rusty. I'll just go and make a couple hundred thousand uh, dollars, whatever it is, to <laughs> hit, a, hit a ball as far as I can for a week and a half, and then I'll go and play in the IPL and get paid serious money for that as well. Yeah, it, it, the word I think, or the way I sort of describe it, and I, in some ways, the IPL I think can uh, appear uh, appear a bit like this, but we all know it's got big money behind it. This T10 league just seemed to be tacky for me. And that's a weird word, weird yeah. way to describe a, a cricketing franchise league, whatever you want to call it. Cheesy. The MLS of cricket. Cheesy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, <laughs> I, I would relate to that, Salad. Yeah, I would. Um, but again, that's just my personal opinion. You've made some good points um, in regards to, of course, you've always got people wanting to watch sixes being hit. It's a good uh, platform to people to go and, uh, go and players to go and score runs. Um, 
and it did have some fairly decent names and i'm sure um there are people that did uh did like it but if you do enjoy tea think, yeah. cricket, you do have to stress that Samit patel wasn't the height of talent in the, in the no yeah yeah <laughs> i'm not nothing against Samit. i'm a big fan of his and i'm sure he's got many great stories to tell but um as i was going to mention if you have got uh if you are a big fan of t10 cricket please write and get in touch with something and i will um burn your letter and ignore it I, I can't believe that you uh, don't watch it for Ravi Papara alone to be honest Matt <laughs> I think uh, watching Ravi uh, <laughs> single-handedly win Essex uh, at T20 finals <laughs> day was, uh, was enough I think we both agreed uh, after that that he did not single-handedly win anything that, that, that again that does not suit my agenda Palmer might have taken one or two or five or whatever wickets but it, you know it was the it was the Ravi Papara show and that Papara's got heart yeah she's got heart <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, let's bring the over T10 around to an end and we'll move on to the DRS quiz so to conclude the first episode of the Court and Bowl podcast <laughs> we're going to uh, introduce the DRS game so uh, each person will, re- uh, will receive three questions uh, on a certain theme this week's theme is uh, the ESPN Quick Info's nickname feature where I think we can uh, definitely say some are questionable um, <laughs> To win the DRS game, each player must get three reds, also known as right answers, which would then uh, see the umpire overturn his decision. So to sum it up uh, a bit a bit more simpler, someone's got to get three right answers to win, um, and that classes as three, three reds to overturn the decision. Anyone who uh, has seen a game of cricket will understand where I'm coming from. Although We've got Anil player... Chowdhury umpire, have we? Anil Chowdhury is not umpiring, and I've been in contact with the ICC and the BCCI and whoever CCC to guarantee that. Uh, And each player will get a review, uh, which will allow them to limit the possible answers from three to two. It's completely up to the the player when they want to use that review. So if they've got to the last question and they've still got the review left, they can um, take it down from three answers to two to give them a chance of winning. I think that's uh, explained pretty uh, comfortably if you guys get it. Yeah, I think yeah, people don't understand right. it. So perfect. Let's get straight into the DRS quiz. Uh, and as I mentioned, today's uh, theme is <laughs> ESPN Quick Info nicknames. Uh, ben, have you got any opinions on the uh, Quick Info nicknames? I think it's <laughs> questionable. <laughs> they are very questionable. Uh, Salad, anything to add? Uh, well, to be honest, um, I've, I've tried my best not to have a look because uh, I think. From what I've heard, the less said about them, the better. But here we are with the they quiz. They are shocking. You, 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 you bamboozled me with that question, and I didn't expect you to ask me my opinion on ESPN cricket. No, I don't nickname. think anyone has ever asked that question before. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, they are you very much questionable. <laughs> so uh, I've got uh, a virtual coin here. So pretty much, if you're wondering what that is, I'm putting into Google heads or tails. <laughs> Uh, Salad, you're going to be the visiting uh, team for today's uh, quiz, so would you like to call? Uh, I'll go for tails, please, Matt. And it is... Wait on it. Tails, so would you like to uh, go first or second? Uh, I'll go second, please. (laughs) Second. uh, I'm sure I wouldn't advise you to do that on on the subcontinent, but you've taken the risk. So, Ben... Am I guessing first, then? You will guess first. Are we both ready? Have you taken stance? Have you got middle or leg? Yeah, uh, yeah I, I've taken four. I'm, I'm batting just outside. I'm batting just outside leg stump, so I can. Okay. I'm playing two ten. Stumps. Tower corner. <laughs> <coming>. <laughs> uh, 
so the first ESPN quick info nickname. If you're wondering how to access these, just search a player profile and ESPN quick info. Not all of them have nicknames, but a fair few well-known names do. Right. So, uh, Ben, yeah. the first uh, nickname I'm going to ask you, uh, the nickname is Bilbo. This is uh, an easier one. They will get harder and progress um, as we go on. Do you know who this is without me giving you the options? I think you might. Sam Billings? Correct. The options yeah. were Sam Billings, Joss Butler or Tom Banton. Uh, and of course, Sam Billings is known as Bilbo. That This nickname isn't even on Quick Info. Um, I must inform you though, I actually got it through the Kent website, although I think we all know that Sam Billings is known as Bilbo. So is that... Um... Is that pitching in line then? That is very, uh, that's uh, no, 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 no. Um, outside off, but of course, pitch out. Yep. Yeah, we're fine. Okay, uh, right. So, uh, Salad, your first, uh, your first uh, nickname question again. I said it is easy and obvious, and it'll get harder as you go along. This is pressure now. You ready for this? Um, <laughs> it runs no on the board. No, no pants. pants. <laughs> no pants. <laughs> is it? That's the wrong person. That one. No that. pants. Do you know? Do you know who this is? Salad without me telling you. Um. Don't, fun, don't guess. No. Don't guess if you don't. But um, I think. I think I've got a very. Um, I've got a, an educated guess, but I'd prefer not to embarrass myself. No, and no, 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 yeah, Ben. I know you do also don't know this one, so. Yeah. Um, I could, yeah, is it James Vince, uh, Rory Burns, or Joe Denley? Oh, now I think I'm going to be showing up here. Yeah. What, you did you have a different name in mind? Um, my issue is is I remember. I think I'm you can, pretty you can, sure you can speak. You can you can list uh, any ideas or names that you you debate. You you can feel free to say them all. Well, the thing is, what have I heard on the field? Because I'm not sure what they call it on the field. Oh, um, no, he's <laughs> never been called it on the field. <laughs> no, okay. never ever Will been you repeat the options, please, Matt? Uh, James Vince, Rory Burns, or Joe Denley? <laughs> right. Uh, you've, got, you've, you've got your review as well. Oh, the thing is, there are... Do I want to use my review? If I get this one wrong, am I out? Well, yeah, I guess you are. Oh, okay. Now my gut's telling me it's Joe Denley. Right. Um, when you read out the names, that's what it is. And I see, I remember, but no pants came up in conversation. I think it was you, Viney, and I feel like the Denley name is thrown about. I'm going to go with Denley as my final answer. Don't say that. <laughs> so, is your delivery has. Pitched in line, you're correct. It is Joe Denley. Fantastic. There is no context to this nickname whatsoever. At least with Sam Billings, you can guess Bilbo Billings. It it, it relates. It was dangerous to about second, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. it It is turning, I'm sure. Uh, No one understands where this this no pants nicknames come from. uh, from. Well, I haven't Googled it. I never probably will. I like like the (laughs) mystery. But um, the only thing I can take, take from it really is that Joe Denley does sometimes not wear any pants. And, uh, make of that what he will, and we'll move on to uh, Ben's Ghost next Amanda. question. Right, <laughs> Ben. Oh, so the next uh, nickname we've got here is <laughs> Mayor Man. Uh, I'll spell this for you: M A R E 
M-A-N, Mare Man. So almost like Nightmare Man without the night, uh, if that makes sense. Uh, you got yeah. you got the nickname? Yeah. Yeah, so the options are, we've got Marcus Trescothic. Yeah. Michael Vaughan. Or Andrew yeah. Strauss. Okay. Uh, got a review, of course. I don't know what it links to, though, does it? Playing Nightmare <laughs> to Ball against Playing Nightmare. I don't know to bat with. Is it made up by the people at Quick Info? For weirdos like us to go. You know, like was, yeah, a dream of working for them. Uh, can I have my review, please? Yes, your review has eliminated Marcus Trescothic from the options. Oh, so got... That's the one I thought it was. <laughs> there you go. You've either got uh... Michael Vaughan or Andrew Strauss. I'm going to go Andrew Strauss. Ben? Yeah. Impact is in line. It's correct. <sighs> oh. Andrew Strauss is nicknamed Mare Man. Again, we have no idea why. Maybe he had a lot of nightmares. And even if he did, that is still an awful nickname. It's not funny. It's not. It's just not a good nickname, is it? No. I'm sure he wasn't even called it. It was just Straussy, wasn't it, probably? Yeah. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, Mayor Man is Andrew Strauss. So, Salad, we'll move on to your second uh, question. Are we ready? Yeah, I'm ready whenever you are. The nickname is Chin. Chin. C-H-I-N, Chin. Your options are, we've got three England international spinners, Monty Panesar, Graeme Swan, or Ashley Giles. That's an easy one. Well, maybe for you... Uh, but you've got a review, of course. Have you ever seen all of them, like in the flesh? I, I, not obviously, not in the flesh. Face, uh, the so the only one that I uh, can say that I have not uh, witnessed is the third one, and I've already forgotten his name. Ashley Giles. <laughs> Ashley. Ashley. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yep, that says it all, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna use my my review because I want right. to try and uh, keep myself in the running. Okay, uh, your review has eliminated Monty Panesar from the options, so it's either Graham Swan or Ashley Giles. That is so annoying because I knew it wasn't going to be Panesar. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Um, so they're all the, was it the chin or just chin? Just chin. That's... I'm trying to picture him both because surely it's someone who's got a peculiarly shaped chin. Yeah, perhaps. <laughs> but again, I said that no meaning. It's probably yourself. related to someone's foot or something, knowing quick info. Do you know what? I'm going to stick to what I know, and that's oh. Graham Swan. So, oh. so, impact is in line. Yes, <laughs> oh, go on. This is exciting. <laughs> yeah. so, it's a one question shootout between. Ben Vine, the fast bowler, and the wrist spinner, uh, Salad. Right, so, final uh, nickname. These are definitely the hardest ones, I think. And I'll ask Ben uh, first, of course. A-C. The the letters A-C. A-C. And the options are three big-hitting England limited overs batsmen. (laughs) Alex Hales. Yeah. Jason Roy 
Yeah. Or David Milan. Hales, <laughs> Roy, and Milan. AC. AC. Finally, would it make you feel any better if I said I knew this one? I don't know this one. <laughs> Bring my last name out there, right there. Jesus, there's all the hits we're going to get on this. People have turned off by now, haven't they? Uh, Brilliant. I'm going to go, oh, I wish I had used my review. <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of it. Hales. I know it's wrong, but it's Hale. I'm just going to Hale. Ben? Yeah. I will not be revealing if your uh, wickets are hitting. Oh, because, oh, Salad, your question is now. I know it's, and I know it's I hope wrong. there's no typing going on. on your... Mate, I haven't got the bottle. Yep. Right. So, your third ESPN quick info nickname question is Hoover. Is it Moeen Ali, Adil Rashid, or Jack Leach? Right, Jack Leach for me is known as the nut, so I'm going to rule him out. Uh, Hoover. See, the thing is, I, I, think I really I know like, who that is. I think my gut's telling me Rashid, but I just can't think of. I can't think of what Moeen gets called. But the thing is, a quick info nickname isn't necessarily their nickname. <laughs> no, not at all. No, it's not. Do you know what? Just because I like him the most out of the two, I'm going to go for Adil Rashid. Ben, who did you think it was? Out of those three? Yep. I would have gone Rashid as well. Salad, who did you think Ben's was? Oh, I was playing mind games. Uh, oh. I'm going to say... <laughs> I would have said Hales also. Right. I'm not sure how to reveal this. I wish I had a big screen, like spinning screen like they do on the <laughs> not out, out, but what I can reveal is that in the Cotton Bowl podcast, the, the, the player with the most uh, oh, overturned decisions no. is it's Salad. The correct was Daniel Machine. Oh, what a fluke. What a fluke. Shit. Where's that come from? Have you got an origin of that? Who, no who was mine, Matt? But out, of, out of interest, who was mine? Ben, yours was AC David Milan. See, that's the only one I wouldn't have gone for. No. Out of the three. Having, so having said that, Matt, Matt rates Milan highly, so I think... Yeah, well, everyone rates Milan highly as number one team <laughs> in the world, isn't he? Well, yeah, but... It's hard to like I'm on there. <laughs> I'm quitting, I'm not doing this Would you like <laughs> the, D- the DRS quiz to uh, return next week with more quick info nicknames? Uh, yeah Would you like this theme to Do- continue? We can of course change in uh, further episodes but if you'd like the uh, quick info nicknames to continue on to next week, I feel like you might want <laughs> yeah. revenge Ben Yes yeah, You can go and do it and bless him That's it, yeah mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's a it's a nasty way to uh, lose, I'm sure. Um, yeah, I'm actually good, you know. I'm yeah, actually really I would be, yeah, I'm sort of. I'm going to be such an unpleasant winner. <laughs> I'm good. That, uh, I'm good that someone won. I, I wanted my nicknames to be uh, uh, so random, no one had a, no one has a clue. But I have got more 
um, in the pipeline for, uh, for the next episode. And I think that'll uh, bring us on to the conclusion. And uh, unless yeah. you've got anything more to add, um, we'll sign off. Yeah. No, I think that's everything, mate. Thank you very yeah, much. Cool. Salad right. went with the draw for the third test. Me and Ben went with England just because we're patriotic. Uh, I hope you've realistically sort of it's going to it's going to be an Indian win, isn't it? Yeah, but, realistically, you know, we'll, we'll, India are going to batter us. We're we'll, going to get a skittle for less than two hundred again. What I was going to mention we'll is about, it's going to be a take, draw. Yeah, Salad says draw. We're going to both teams going to bat one innings and just battle the full five days or whatever. We're just going to bat and bat. It's going to be a batsman's wicket, and it's not going to turn one uh, inch. Oh no no no! I'm saying level scores. Level scores, so you mean a tie? <laughs> tied match. Yeah. Oh, a tied match. My profound apologies for that. Oh, I'm going with a tied yeah. match. On that note, well, we're going to sign profound off. Apologies. Should we, should we sign off? We'll sign off. Um, if right. you've enjoyed this, absolute. Well, I, I think. Uh, can we describe it as a mess? Shambles. Yeah. Shambles. It's like I don't know why. Like realistically, no one. No one's got to the conclusion, have they? Everyone's turned off. Yeah, like, yeah, if you, yeah. The three you people who listened are all the, family uh, members of, uh, they've If you have reached this, this point in the episode, Mum, I'm very grateful for you um, listening. But uh, I don't even know how you can access podcasts on your phone. But uh, yeah, I she appreciate your <laughs> faithful support. Um, thank you for listening to us ramble on. It's probably been awful, but uh, yeah. It has been. We awful. appreciate, we appreciate uh, the, the loyalty. So, um, Goodbye, and uh, we'll look forward to uh, episode two. Bye. Bye.